Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you for provision. Thank you, you are healer. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, you are sovereign. Thank you, you are justice. 
Thank you, you are mercy. Thank you, you are grace. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you, we bless you, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you, we lift up your name, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. You are the one true living God. You are the great I am. You are King of Kings. You are Lord of Lords. You are absolutely everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We welcome you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you into this place. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for brand new mercies, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for our minds. We thank you, Father God, for just our peace and our joy and our strength. We thank you, Lord God, for a place to stay. And we thank you, Lord God, for our car and gas in our tank, Lord God. And we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you that you go before us, that you are justice, that you are supreme ruler, Lord God. We thank you to be healer, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We thank you right now that you are healing back pain, Father God. Whoever it is that's suffering in their back right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God. You are healing. You are infusing. You are putting the vertebrae in place, Lord God. You are dealing with their lumbar and their disc right now as we speak. We thank you, Father God. Your healing power is going into their back right now, Lord God, and that they are being relieved from pain, Father, because you bore all pain. You bore all manner of sickness and disease. So we thank you, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, my gosh, that they are being alleviated and relieved of the back pain, Father God. I don't know if it came for from an injury, but if that is from you, I would receive that right now in Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We worship you. We thank you for that word of knowledge. We thank you, Father God, for your healing power, Father God. We thank you for wisdom that can only come from above. We thank you for grace, peace, mercy, love. We thank you, Father God, for joy. We thank you, Lord God. You are filling us with your joy right now as we speak, Lord God. The everlasting joy, Father God. Joy that can only come from above. Joy that can only come from you. Joy that is all you, Lord God. We thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, for healing that back right now. Okay, thank you, Jeanette, for that. Thank you, that. Thank you for telling me that. We thank you for healing Jeanette's back. We thank you, Lord God. If that is you dealing with back pain, that you are being healed right now. We, Father, we thank you for releasing those muscles. I can't leave it yet. We thank you for releasing those muscles right now, Father God. Every muscle spasm must go, Lord God. We thank you for releasing them right now. We thank you that the tension is gone, that the stress is gone, and that by your stripes, you are healed. And if that's you, I bend over, touch my toes, do something that you have not done before just to extend your faith and receive that healing by faith. And if it doesn't look like it's manifested, if you'll take this word right now in the name of Jesus, on this day, the 27th of December at 514 and say, that is the word for my life 
for me to be healed from back pain and just sit on it and don't let the enemy tell you anything else and find scriptures associated with it. I promise you God will do. God does not give us a word of knowledge and not do what he says he's not going to do. We just have to receive it by faith. And often we won't receive it by faith. We'll get the word. We'll say hallelujah. And then if it looks like the pain is returning, we'll submit to that. When no, you need to take that word like medicine and be like, I'm not... I'm not walking around with back pain. Jesus didn't have back pain. I'm not walking around with back pain. And so I'm going to receive my healing and I'm going to take it by faith. Well, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am so grateful to be back. Thank you all for letting me take a break. I feel refreshed. I feel restored. I feel renewed. I am in a perfect picture of health and Jesus is on the throne. Jesus is on the throne. I promise he is. Jesus is on the throne. And so I am just grateful. I'm grateful for the word this morning. I'm grateful for him shining his face upon us. I'm grateful his peace, his love, his um just everything. Welcome Facebook, welcome Instagram, welcome YouTube. I am so awesome, uh, awesomely excited just about the word of God. We thank you. I know I miss it too. It is always so hard for me to take a break, but I, it is better for me to obey God than not. And I always miss the devotional. I still study in my own personal time when I'm gone away from you, but it's just so hard for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are my people. This is my family. But I know that when God tells me to take a break or to rest or to do that, he wants to do restoration and put some things in place. And so I'm, I'm, I'm learning to heed. Uh, I slept a lot <laughs> um, and I'm not a sleeper and I slept a lot and I enjoyed sleeping and now I'm ready to hit it. It is time. I don't wait on 2020. I don't have, um, a good theme set for 2020 December 2019 is not over with and so I expect to see God every day I don't have oh well with 2020 now nah, I'm hitting the ground running um, I don't do a vision board I have a scripture and a prayer board and strategies and targets I call it the game plan um, it's up in my room. I just keep adding things to it. My prayer partners on there. You guys are on there. Those of you that spend time with us in Bible study and I just pull my board out and everything God has been speaking to me. I put it on the board and I set it as my focus for the rest of whatever until God gives me new strategies. Let me read Psalms 91, the amplified version over us this morning. And then we're going to get into the word today. Um, I just love God and I just love intensely what he's going to do for us today. Um, thank you, Lord God. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable. My God. I love that within itself. I'm telling you, I can just read the word and shout. Like I can just read the word and shout because there are so many promises. And when Moses, David did not write this Psalms. When Moses was writing this Psalms, I know he was writing this Psalms from a very personal place. I know he was writing this Psalms from a very personal experience. And so it says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall remain stable. When you remain and put your trust 
and you sit yourself in God, guess what? You remain stable. Anytime you're in something else, there, there's a chance that you won't be stable. And so this is the amplified version of Psalms 91. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. No foe can withstand. That should be enough for you. No foe. It didn't say some foe. It said absolutely no foe can withstand. It says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God on him. I lean and rely in him and confidently I put my trust in him. For then he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Then he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror at night, nor the arrow, the evil plots and slanders of the wicked that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Only a spectator, my God, shall you be. And in parentheses, it says yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the most high. You are inaccessible. So when the enemy starts trying to plague you with thoughts and making you think that he can grab hold of you and that he can get you and that he can have you, you are inaccessible. He doesn't even, that that's your word to shout right there. He doesn't even have access to you because you are dwelling in the secret place. You better tell him you don't even have access says to me, why are you trying to plague my thoughts? Why are you trying to come in my mind? Why are you trying to consume me? Why are you trying to confuse me? Why are you trying to have me wearied and worried, making me think that things, the things that God said isn't going to work? You don't even have access to me. You don't even have access to me. You cannot come near my dwelling. I'm inaccessible to you. And the reason that I'm inaccessible to you is because I'm in the secret place of the most high. My God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for making me inaccessible to the enemy. He is inex I'm inaccessible. You have no right. You can't encroach. You may look like you can come near me. You may look like you can do something but the word which is God is the standard against you and so you're inaccessible it says only a spectator I'm only gonna watch I'm only gonna watch it's gonna look like a weapon is formed it's gonna look like something has happened but it cannot happen it says because you have made the Lord your refuge and the most high your dwelling place there shall no evil befall you nor any plague or calamity near your tent and I taught I taught on this as long as you are within the secret place as long as you are in god's face as long as you are in relationship with god guess what the enemy has absolutely no access to you so why would you turn around and give him access or give him a lot of attention or pay a lot of attention to different things around you no you don't have access to me you're cut off because i'm in the presence of my daddy. See, I don't know about y'all. I'm a daddy's girl. So let me tell you something about my daddy. If I'm in the presence of my daddy and I'm at home with my daddy in Michigan, ain't nobody going to run up on me. 
Ain't nobody gonna run up on me. Ain't nobody gonna run up on me. I'm just telling you. Ain't nobody gonna... When I'm with my dad, ain't nobody about to run up on me. If somebody ran up on me, I'm not even worried about whether or not I'm protected. I'm not even worried about whether or not my daddy got me. I know for a fact my daddy got me. And he gonna put some heat on whoever it is that comes for me or tries me. And it's the same thing for this father. Because this father is greater than your earthly father. And so whatever comes for you, know in his presence. No. It says... It says, because you have made the Lord your refuge and the most high your dwelling place, there shall no evil befall you, no plague, nor plague or calamity come near your tent. That has to be your position. No, evil cannot befall me. No, no plague, no sickness, no disease can come and calamity come near my tent because the Lord my refuge. I made a decision to trust God before anyone else. And it says, they shall bear you up on your hands lest you dash your foot against a stone. You will try and tread upon the lion, the adder, the young lion, and the serpent shall you trample underfoot because he has set his love upon me. This is what God is saying. Because she has set, because Lakeisha has set a lo his love upon me because there, therefore I'm going to deliver her. I'm going to deliver her. I'm not gonna leave. I'm not gonna leave her distressed. I'm not gonna leave her consumed. I'm not gonna leave her overwhelmed. I'm not gonna leave her in lack. I'm not gonna leave her in drought. I'm not gonna leave her in doubt. Come on now. I'm not gonna leave her in any circumstance or any situation in which I don't prevail. It's just you gotta trust him in place. So he says. Because she has set her love upon me, therefore I will deliver her. I will set her on high because she knows and understands my name. My God, she has a personal knowledge of my mercy. She has a personal knowledge of my love. She has a personal knowledge of my kindness. She trusts and relies on me knowing I will never forsake and forsake her. No, never. That is the trust. That's the faith. My God is not going to forsake me. What does it look that I have a good, good father and he would leave me homeless? Or what does it look like I have a good, good father and he would leave me without provision? And what does it look like that I have a good, good father and he would leave me without the desires of my heart when he put the desires of my heart? Come on now. If, if the word said for, for those of y'all that are not married and you've been so worried about being married, the scripture has already told you, God, God it is not good for man to be alone. I'm going to make him a suitable helper. So if God set in in, in motion, right, I, that that it is a good, that he's a good father and he didn't mean for you to be alone, but guess what? He's going to provide a mate for you. You just got to wait on him. It says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him or her my salvation. And I always say, show her, Lakeisha. That right there, that's your word. That's your word for today. We're going to get into the devotional today. But that right there is your word for today. That should amp your trust up. That should make you position yourself and say, you know what? I need to trust God a little bit more. Just a little bit more in my finances. Just a little bit more in my relationships. Just a little bit more in my career and in my purpose. I need to trust God just a little bit more. I need to extend my faith just a little bit more because God has always already made a promise and said to me, you know what? I got you, girl. I got you, God. I got you. I'm settled in this. I got you. And if you'll just trust me, you'll see, st you'll stand still. 
still and see the salvation of the Lord. So let me get into the devotional for today. If you have not, if this is your first time with Coffee and Conversations, we welcome you. Do me a favor. Go get subscribed to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Go get subscribed to the YouTube channel. Um, coffee and conversations with the Lakeisha. Get connected to us. Consider partnership. I want to thank y'all, all of y'all who sold into the Salvation Army, which is a part of Feed the Streets. Man, when I got to take those gifts over there to the ladies, and I had to track one lady down, a couple of them had made transition into more sustainable housing. And so I was grateful to God for that because of your love and because you poured into them. We had gifts beyond gifts beyond gifts that we could bless them with, clothes, everything that they just requested and need needed and i could not have done that with y'all without y'all and i could not have done with that that without your partnership if you want to know more about feed the streets you can get on the website uh feed the streets happens every month we're always tapping into those that are more or less fortunate so i thank you i thank you for all of those of you who attended pillow talk it was amazing thank you father god for those all of you who attended the last bible study if you want to make sure you're a part the next bible study is january 7th and we are ordering the book. The book has to come from a shipment. So if you want to place the order for your book, go on the website and go ahead and keep, um, go ahead and place your order for the book. So I want to share a brief word with you. I'm studying something right now and I want us to bite a hold of this. I'm getting ready to read John 15 and then we're just going to focus on the fifth verse. We've read this before, but today we're going to focus on the fifth verse in John 15. So let me read it to you. And I'm reading it. I got a new Bible. <laughs> I got a new study Bible. I'm always excited to get a new Bible. I actually cried when I got this Bible. So I'm going to read this. And this is the, um, this is the Christian standard Bible. So this will read a little different. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Every branch of me that does not produce fruit, he removes and he prunes every branch that produces food. So fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you. Just as the branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be like my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that my joy may be complete in you. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I've called you friends because I've made known to you everything I've heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit 
and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. This is what I command you, love one another. If the world hates you, understand that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. However, because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you, you out of it, the world hates you. Remember the word I spoke to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But they do all these things to you on account of my name, because they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. Now they have no excuse for their sin. The one who hates me also hates my father. If I had not done the works among them that no one else had done, they would not be guilty of sin. Now they have seen and hated me both and my father. But this happened so the statement written in their law might be filled. They hated me for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And so I want to focus today on John 15 and 5, right? Where it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me, I am, will produce much fruit because you can do nothing without me. I need you to point to yourself, say to yourself, get this in your being. I cannot do anything without Christ. Like that has got to become your staple. That has got to become your understanding because often we become exhausted. Come on, Holy Spirit. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart, your heart, my heart be acceptable in your sight because often we become exhausted. We become frustrated. We give out. We find ourselves cycling back in addictive behavior to addictive relationships in certain circumstances and certain situations because we are not abiding. And we are talking about abiding. We are talking about remaining in Christ. This is an intimate relationship. This is a reminder that Jesus is our source and he is the only one. He is the absolute only one that can provide us with the spiritual sustenance that we need. He's the only one and vitality we need to be useful. That, that means I got to hang out with him. So I can't avoid Jesus and deal with Jesus only in certain places or only in certain relationships or only in certain times, right? I cannot do anything without Christ. Like my relationship with him has to be consistent. My abiding and hanging out with him needs to be all of the time. And if I'm not abiding and hanging out with him, guess what? I'm not going to grow and I'm not going to produce the fruit that I need to produce. I used to notice something in my life. I would be good. I would be running. I would do good. I would see a blessing of God manifest. And then I would back up. I would back up. I would back up in my study time. I would back up in my prayer time because it looked like what I was believing God for got answered. And it was bringing an instability in me. And as it was bringing an instability in me, it was because I wasn't abiding in the intimacy of my relationship with God. And then I would get frustrated because another crisis would occur. Well, what was happening was I wasn't built up in the word the way that I needed to be built up in the word because I go strong. I give him a little bit of time. I mean, I, I look like it was working. It looked like the word was working. And then as soon as it seemed like I got a victory, 
I will back down. I, I can back down. You you cannot. The remain here, the steadfastness is vital of the relationship between the branch and the vine. Jesus is emphasizing a mutual relationship. It isn't um, only that, you know, like the disciple abides in the master, but the master also abides in the disciple. So he's talking about an indescribable close relationship that isn't predicated to just Sunday mornings. That isn't predicated only if coffee and conversations is on, right? He's speaking and he's saying, look, if you're really going to produce fruit, if you're really going to walk into the fullness of who God called you to be, if you're really going to have remaining fruit on the earth, if you're going to be a testimony to your children, if you're going to be a testimony to the generations, if you're going to walk in the fullness of everything that you're supposed to walk into, then guess what's got to happen? you got to remain. you got to abide in me. I've got to become your best friend. I'm going to be, I'm just telling you, you're not going to be over there. You can't overcome temptation without Jesus. You can't go overcome temptation just by performance. You can't overcome temptation just by, oh, well, I'm just going to church. You're never going to. And that's why some of us have come back. We'll come back to the same position or the same place or we'll end up in the same relationship because we're not abiding in Christ um, and allowing him to, to help sustain us be our spiritual sustenance. You're not going to be over to be able to overcome sin. You're not going to be able to overcome addictive behavior without abiding in Christ. James reminds us, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Well, submission is in being in the relationship and making a decision. You know what? This relationship with Christ has to become the most important relationship I have. And it's not predicated on an instance. And it's not predicated on one moment. Or I'm never going to. To abide. One of the things that I wrote down when I was studying was. To abide in me means to settle down. It means to settle down. It means to be at home. You can always tell personally. We're not supposed to be examining anyone else anyway. You can always tell personally when you're not abiding, when you're not settled in the things of Christ. My God. My God. Take an evaluation real quick. Take a moment. Think on it. Meditate on what I just said. My God. Any instability in my kingdom is because I am not settled down. I am not at home in Christ. I'm not, I'm not established in Christ or instability wouldn't be able to come out. And I mean, even when the enemy would come like a flood, you'll be sitting around sipping your tea. Drinking, going, oh, it doesn't matter what's happening around me because I know that Jesus is on the throne and I know if I'm abiding with him, then every spiritual blessing I need, every circumstance and every situation is here, but it's going to require me to abide. It's going to require me to be at home. It's going to require to me, require me to settle down. And so when Jesus is talking to us about this one little tiny piece of verse, he's talking to you about your will. He's talking to you about your choices and he's talking to you about the decisions we make. We must decide to do things which um, expose ourselves to him, keep us in constant contact with him. We must make a decision to do things um, that's going to pull up the chaff in our heart. We make a, must make a decision to be in relationships that don't just teach us or encourage us to live in sin. We have got to keep, keep being relationship, 
um, that are going to encourage us to draw closer to him. So if we're going to abide in him, I'm making a conscious choice. Lord, I'm exposing myself to you. I'm exposing myself to you. I'm exposing myself to you regardless of if it's uncomfortable. I'm exposing myself to you. Regard you can't hide anything from Christ anyway. I'm exposing myself to you regardless of how much this hurts. I'm exposing myself to you. I don't want to keep in these cycles. I don't want to keep in these patterns. I want to produce much fruit. And producing much fruit isn't just about your career. And producing much fruit isn't just about the numbers in your salary. That's not what produces. I'm leaving a, leaving a spiritual inheritance, a spiritual legacy. Because the word has already told us, if I'm not inviting in you, I'm not going to bear much fruit anyway. If I'm not properly connected to the vine, I'm not going to be able to do everything that I need to do with kingdom in, for kingdom anyway, right? All, our, all of our safety is in Christ, right? The blossom of a good reputation is in Christ. The fruit of good action is in Christ. And so if we're going to see him and he's going to say, I am the vine, then I got to settle in him. And I got to ask the Holy Spirit, help me settle in Jesus. Help me not be settled in the things of this world. Help me not to trust anything else so that I can become settled in you so that I can bear the fruit that I need to bear for you. Because if I don't, I'm going to be barren. I'm going to be dry. I'm going to run out. I'm going to run out of energy. I'm going to run out of time. I'm going to run out of resources. I'm not going to have the character I need to be in place. And so our our conscious connection to him should be evident. And this is why I got to constantly renew my mind in the word. I can't just take a little bit of the word. Um, it is so easy for me to just relax and sleep in when I'm on vacation. But I, I may sleep in, but the moment I get up, I am in my word and I'm consuming my word and I am learning to tithe a tenth of my day to God because he deserves that, right? He deserves, like he deserves that. And so if I'm going to abide in him and he's going to abide in me, this looks like the most loving, intimate relationship ever. This looks like the most loving, intimate relationship ever. And so I'm going to ask you to ask yourself, am I really comfortable around Jesus? Or every time I get um, uncomfortable, do I leave the relationship? Or do I back up from the relationship? Am I really comfortable? Am I really understanding my righteousness? Am I really understanding how much he loves me? Is Jesus comfortable around me? Like, is Jesus? can Jesus settle down around me? Can I settle down around Jesus, right? And am I making Christ my life? I, I, because I cannot do anything. My God, I cannot do anything of spiritual value without him. I cannot, I cannot trust in anything else. I cannot rely in anything else because those things are not abiding in the shadow. And if they're not abiding in the shadow, guess what? They unstable. And anytime something is unstable, then I become unstable and I'm not going to be able to produce and walk in kingdom fruit the way that I'm supposed to because I'm not connected to the vine. It's Jesus who builds you. It's not we that build 
ourselves. And for some reason in this performance-based society, we'll think we build ourselves when Jesus builds us and we're not connected. We're not in position. We're not connected to the vine. We're not focused on the vine. We're not allowing ourselves in those uncomfortable moments to stay in the presence of Jesus. Just look at your friends. Who are the friends or the relationships you gravitate to? Are you more likely to gravitate to the friends that's going to coddle you, that's going to lie to you, that's going to expose you, further expose you to sin and other things? Or are you going to gravitate towards the relationships of the friends where iron sharpens iron and I grow in things of God like I need to? So how do I do this? How do I remain and keep him? First Romans 22, you're going to have to renew your mind. You're going to have to renew your mind. If you really want to produce purpose, Because it's Jesus who produces purpose in you. If you are really, 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 really wanting to walk in your purpose and fulfill the call in your life and reach all these divine appointments and let God get maximum glory, you're going to have to renew your mind because most of us have been built up in so many religious things. Most of us have had so much trauma. Most of us have had so much drama and different things that have happened to us that we're going to have to learn to renew our mind. We're going to have to learn how to renew our mind and so that we can become more like the image of Christ. And then we're going to have to submit to God and he will flee. We're going to have to submit to him and he will flee. That's it. I'm out of time for today. That's it. I'm out of time. I'll get more into this. John 15 and 5. Just that little bit of verse gives us all that. Just that little bit of verse is a lot for us to meditate on and to begin to ask ourselves, my God, am I really a body? Am I at home? Am I at rest? Am I really hanging out with Christ? Jesus cannot build the church, maintain the ministry, um, give you a good marriage, bring everything to you. He's absolutely, if you're not comfortable around him and he's not comfortable around you, and you got to ask yourself that, am I really comfortable around the things of God? Am I really comfortable around Jesus? Do I allow myself to settle around Jesus? Do I spend enough time with him, allowing the Holy Spirit to prick, to deal with my heart, to deal with the issues in my heart? Or am I just getting a dose of him? Am I like I'm drinking this tea, getting a little sip of him and constantly running, but yet frustrated because I'm not producing what God wants me to produce. I'm not producing it. I'm not producing it because I won't settle because I've other things that I've come become codependent upon. I have other things that I'm connected to. I have other things that have drawn my attention. I have other things that get in the way. And unfortunately, I'm the person that's allowing them to get in the way. I'm not making my home in Jesus. I'm not making my home. And when Paul said, and when in Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory? Can you say Christ who is my life? Can you say that? Are you able to say Christ who is my life? For in him we live, we move, we have our being. Am I living, moving in him and allowing him to have my being? Or am I still in my own way? Am I still doing it in my own timing? Am I thinking I still got tomorrow when I don't, I don't. When I don't even know if I have today. When I I don't even have, I know today. I want to finish our bands. I'm a finisher. I want to finish and finish strong. I want to hear the well done, but I want to experience the power of God 
you are important to the kingdom. You are important to the kingdom. Your call, your purpose is important to the kingdom. I cannot emphasize this enough. You are important to the kingdom. But Christ has to become who you live in, who you move, and who you have your being. I hope you meditate on this today. I hope you take this word. I hope you share this word today. I remember before we left, God is growing us up. He is maturing us in the things of Christ. He is only going to hand the kingdom over to the mature ones. He is not in the, I know what he keeps telling me. He is not in this next season. He is not, he is not. He is only going to hand the kingdom over to the mature ones. Those that are mature enough to handle the special dispensation. Those who are mature enough to walk and abide and stay connected, right? Am I just, that, that's what it's going to be about. Let's pray. I need to lift up the Gilbert family here in Little Rock. They lost their wife, their mother. She had a heart attack. She was a young woman, early 50s. And she, um, man, she... <laughs> She had a heart attack and went to be with the Lord. And so I just want to lift their family up before we go. If you have any prayer requests, if you have any prayer requests, please send us your prayer requests so that we can pray for you. We want to pray the scripture, pray the word of God over you. We're going to be spending the next 40 days. A friend of mine has launched a prayer um, session for marriages. We're going to be spending the 40 next 40 days for marriage. So if you would love for us to pray for your marriage, I will please send it, please, please send it to us. Um, I love y'all so much, but more God loves you. Let's go and pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for teaching us how to rightly divide your word. We thank you for a fresh anointing, Lord God. We thank you for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear. Father God, we claim and take this word in our life. We thank you. You are maturing us in your word. We thank you. You are showing us the places in our life in which we are not comfortable, in which we are not grown up, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that you show us the places that we're disconnected. Father God, any place in our lives, in our relationships, in our money, in our finances, any place in which we are disconnected, in which we are not connected, we are properly not tapped into the mind. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be, so, Father, so that we can get properly plugged in so we can get properly plugged in father god we lift up the gilbert family right now in the name of jesus we thank you father god that you are covering them lord god we thank you father god that they seek you that they feel you lord god that they feel your presence even in their time of trouble even in their grief lord god we thank you father god you are healer provider we stand in need of nothing we will not quench you today holy spirit we will rest in you we will trust in you we will chew on this word and we will grow and mature in the things of god i want to share this dream with you and then i'm going to get out of here I don't know if it was this year or last year, but a very good friend of mine shared with me a dream that she had. And in the dream, she was watching a woman and a woman was pregnant with twins and she was hooked up to these machines. It looked like she was hooked up to these machines. And as they were, as she was hooked up to the machines, um, one of the babies was underdeveloped. One of the babies was not as developed. One baby was big and strong and ready to give birth. 
and the other baby was weak and, and was not ready to give birth, even though they were both conceived at the same time. And as I was praying, the Lord was reminding me of the dream and saying to me right now, that is what it looks like when you are not abiding, your baby is undeveloped. Your purpose is undeveloped. Your marriage is undeveloped. Your children are undeveloped. Um, the kingdom call on your life is undeveloped. Who you are is undeveloped when your baby is not properly connected, when you're not connected and abiding and resting in Christ like you should because it's him that develops you. It's him that grows you. And that dream flashed before my face and just reminded me when we are not properly connected to the vine, we're underdeveloped and underdeveloped fruit is not good fruit. It is not good fruit. It is not, it is not, it is not. That is why sometimes some of the fruit you get in the grocery store is trash because they pluck it off the tree too early. Then they spray fumes on it to sustain it. And then they come back and when they spray, spray fumes on it to sustain it when we get in the grocery store, then it's going through this funky ripening process that it wasn't supposed to because they tried to rush the development. And so God brought that dream back up in my face. When you are not per cor correctly done, then your baby, and you don't want to birth an uh, immature or a baby or immature marriage or an immature relationship. And I don't know why I'm stuck on marriage. You don't want to birth an immature marriage or be in an immature marriage without letting it be properly connected to the vine. So evaluate your marriage, evaluate your relationship and ask, is it properly connected to the vine? I love y'all. I love y'all. Go to the website, get plugged in, LakeishaMJohnson.com. I'll see y'all back here Monday morning. Continue to lift the ministry up. Continue, continue to lift the ministry up. Continue to think if you're not a partner, Think about becoming a partner before 2020 gets here. Decide, you know what? Nope, I'm getting into partnership with LMJ Ministries so that they can get the gospel throughout the world. I love y'all so much. I love y'all so much. I love you so much. But more than anything, God loves you. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let the, let the love of God be spread throughout the universe. See you back here Monday morning at 5 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.